Hey, it's episode six of TV Junk, and this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Damn that television! What a bad picture! Don't get upset! My name is Greg. Thanks for checking out the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, TV Junk Podcast, and uh, as well, any uh, questions, concerns can go to TV Junk Podcast at gmail.com. On the show today, we've got Frank, the king of comedy. How's it going, Frank? Frank! Uh, I'm doing very good. Thank you. We've got, I, uh, I finally finished the show last night. I thought oh, I was good. So I'm hot off the presses of the, the final <laughs> episode. I'm glad you uh, watched the show before talking about it. I appreciate I, that. I, I haven't been sitting on it for a week. I'm right. locked in. Good. Uh, we've also got, uh, Sean on the show, uh, the Lord of the dance. <laughs> We got the king of comedy and the lord of the dance not bad i mean I, I yeah maybe i could start working that in uh hi thanks for having me on the show we've got uh dax the uh duke of funk oh i like that you like that one <laughs> yeah i do what's up guys how you doing and we've got uh and we've got jay the uh the doctor of style <laughs> hi guys thanks for having me and uh well uh, i'll be uh i'll be the lady of the night that'll be my nickname for today perfect <laughs> i'll take you home <laughs> all right so we're, we're we're gonna chat uh some obi-wan kenobi it's uh the new show on uh disney plus directed by uh deborah chow written by uh joby harrod uh, Hossein Amini, Stuart Beatty, Andrew Stanton, Hannah Friedman, starring Ewan McGregor, Moses Ingram, and Hayden Christensen. Uh, so, uh, Star Wars, like uh, like a lot of the big pop culture things in the world, is is very divisive. There are some crazy hardcore fans that uh, uh, some love everything. Uh, some hate everything that is not George Lucas. Um <laughs> We've got, uh, you know, uh, people all over the board with, uh, with this show. Um, I gotta say, uh, I, I can't really get, a get an idea of what the overall thoughts are on, on this show in, in the world and on the internets and on the, the Twitters and all that stuff. But, uh, a lot of arguments, a lot of terrible things being said to each other and to cast members, but that, uh, that always seems to happen when it comes to, star wars things um so let's uh, let's get started uh, talking about the show um uh, it uh, takes place um uh nine years before uh the battle of yavin which is a new hope and uh and i think it's 10 years or so after the events of uh revenge of the sith and so that's where we are in the life of uh, obi-wan kenobi uh sean what what do you think of the show well, uh, I was a little, uh, a little disappointed, I guess I would say, <laughs> I mean, boba, it, uh, it, it started off a little shaky, but you know, obviously a lot of people, I, I think were very excited about the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader kind of showdown and, and that being a focal point of the show. And, uh, I did like that stuff, but it feels like the whole show was just set up to have one big battle between them at the end. And I don't know if it really paid off for me. Like, 
it, it kind of feels like an empty show that was just filling a gap that didn't really need filling. And, you know, I did like Ewan McGregor. He's probably my favorite thing about the show. I think his performance was one of the stronger ones I've seen from him in general. And, and I think him coming back to the role was a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, it just kind of felt like, why did I watch this? <laughs> I know we say that about a lot of the the Disney Plus stuff. It feels like they don't, they're not meant to be significant they're just kind of like you know you the movies are where the significant stuff happens the shows are just kind of filler uh it still kind of feels like that to me but yeah now this uh this was supposed to be uh originally the idea was this was going to be a movie and i think they uh kind of scrapped all the plans to have movies on all the characters after solo did so poorly. I know there was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie as well, and they turned that into a show. And so, uh, like, uh, I, w I wonder if any parts of this story were some of the original ideas that they were going to do in the movie. Yeah, and the fact that it was six episodes, I mean, really, you could cut a bit out of this show, and it's, it's basically feature length. So uh, it's interesting to think about it that way. Sean just dropping the hammer. This guy yeah. is a true blue critic. I'm not, I'm not even saying if that's good or bad. It's just, it, it was, it's over like that. Like it was very quick. Dax, what'd you think? Um, yeah, no, I agree with some of the stuff that Sean said uh, about the human McGregor stuff, but overall, I mean, I'm, I'm from your first statement, Greg, uh, I'm more of the pro star Wars guy. I will force feed the shit out of, most things star wars uh just because i love the the franchise and just anything to do with if you have my my, my key is if there's a lightsaber in it i'm pretty much good to go so this definitely had that and uh i i definitely had problems with uh the first half of the series uh, first third of the series i was kind of like force feeding it even more going please get better please get better and then when all the stuff that everyone was you know, is very uh, either yay or nay for um, I was totally yay for and it made up for the rest of it. And uh, I was very happy with it overall. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know how much we can do without spoiler talk, but uh, I'm well, sure we're, we're going to spoil the hell out of this. Like even during the during the talk right now. Oh, yeah. yeah yes. oh, OK. Yeah. OK. It's so, yeah. So, I mean, like basically the. I really like the Obi-Wan or uh, Hugh McGregor. I, I, I tend to like him in, in, in these roles. I mean, I know like everyone, like um, the sequel was Attack of Clones was awful all around, but I don't necessarily think that was their fault. I think that was mostly script and all that kind of shit. But um, as far as this, as he is in the show, I think he was fantastic. I thought Hayden Christensen coming back, if it really felt, especially with all the posting you see on the internet and stuff like that, like they all seemed to really enjoy coming back to it because there was less hate, especially Hayden Christensen. He's getting a lot less hate these days because the kids that watch the prequels are now adults. And the, the uh, people that are like my age that were hating on him in the prequels have left him alone for a and, bit. You and know everyone I mean? loves a, d a redemption story, right? Right. So I feel like, like he, you could tell he really, they seem, it seemed like they really enjoyed coming back to work on the series. I thought they did a great job. I thought uh, Hayden was great uh, as Vader. Uh, you could tell you, I really like the, the attention. I mean, how hard is it to walk around in a suit and look like Darth Vader, but you could tell that there was the way like he would turn his head and, and like it, there was attention to detail of how like Vader did it in the other movies. In my opinion, I thought, okay. Did a so good job. I wasn't even aware of that. I didn't even consider that while I was watching the show. Hayden Christensen is in the suit of Vader the entire time. I believe so. No, yeah. no, no he's not, not the entire time. No, oh. no, there is uh, there is somebody who was a very tall man 
that they used uh, in the suit for certain uh, large, like wider scenes to really oh, show okay. the, the height of Darth Vader. But for a good chunk of it, it, it is a uh, Hayden Christensen in there. I think it was Larry Bird that was <laughs> in the suit whenever Christian Haydenson wasn't. It, it could very well have been uh, been, been Larry Joe Bird. Bird. Yes. It's just so, weird. I, I kind of took the Star Wars, like that original movie, I, I just applied it to this, where it's some person uh, performing in the suit, someone doing the voice, and then you had the flashbacks. And again, maybe I'll, this is embarrassing for me to reveal. When the helmet gets cut in the last episode, I'm assuming that's Hayden Christensen's face, but I really couldn't it tell. It is, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like, too, like uh, the... I'll just say it now to finish off my little thing. We Jay can jump in and whatnot, but like the final duel, like I loved, loved, loved it. And it's like, because it gave me all the things I wanted to see. Right. And I, I get what Sean's saying, how they're filler and it gives you stuff. Like, do we have to see that? But as a star Wars fan, this is all the shit that like, Oh, I get to finally see what happened in this time period. You know what I mean? And like at the opening of the, this, this series is, is, probably one of my favorite parts where we just get a flashback to the temple right away. Like, so you get to see more of what happens, although, although I'll be a very brief of what's happening during the attack on the Jedi temple. Cause you don't really see much of that in revenge of the Sith. So um, all that kind of stuff. I love, I love the behind the scenes stuff, but anyways, the final duel, as much as your brain goes, you know, Obi-Wan can't win. Right. Because of the way the canon works, there's three more movies that he's supposed to be Vader's in and whatnot. I was actually really shocked that they let him beat him at the end and then walk away again. And I felt like that part there, even though I'm force feeding the shit out of that part, like when he goes, my friend is dead. Anakin's truly dead. It didn't seem like as great as the crying bit was. I thought the crying acting, he had great eye crying acting going on. Um, yeah. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there was something, something unearned about him walking away at that point. It's, it's, I wish he had done a bit more of like how he did it in Sith where he goes, you know, you were, you're my best friend. I loved you. I can't kill you and walk away as opposed to just going, my best friend is dead. And then just turns around. Well, and walks one away. thing we've definitely established with this show is Jedi's the most powerful uh, beings in the galaxy are really bad at killing people. They put swords through them. They drop rocks on them. They do everything, yet never kill anyone. What a joke. What a fucking joke. <laughs> well, right, there's I mean, the hot take oh right boy, there. Um, yeah, Stormtroopers. You gotta be fucking joking. Stormtroopers have the, the same criticism throughout. Who did, sorry? Stormtroopers have the same, same yeah. criticism throughout Star Wars. It's but, bad. But I, I, w I will say that was something that I was thinking about this whole show is that we've hit a point in Star Wars now where it feels like anyone can die, throw them in a back to tank or whatever it is, and they're back. Like it felt like so many people should have died and didn't die. In this show? Yeah. yeah. A who, lot who of people. Should, who should have died that didn't die? The Other than the, the Inquisitor girl. like The lead yeah. Inquisitor? Yeah. Uh, Reva, the, the Grand Inquisitor. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally any major character that comes close to death, like you, you would think they're dead now, comes back, and they're always being killed by someone very powerful and very uh, dark, and like their villain at the time that they kill, like they're terrible villains. No, Ter terrible in the sense of incompetent or. Terrible as in they're not good characters. 
Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay, tell me what you think. What, what are you thinking about this bad boy? Um, <clears throat> I, I, my expectations were very low. I think there were some moments I enjoyed, um, and some I didn't, but the thing, and I feel like I've seen this, this buzz around, uh, the star Wars fan circles or the internet in general, just the comments on how cheap the show looks at times. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think it. It, it's strange. Like I, I, I would imagine that this would be one of the big tentpole shows, especially compared to the Mandalorian, which was about a character that wasn't from the original series. Yeah. And that show looks so great. I agree. This, it looks better than, than Obi-Wan overall, for sure. For sure. Yeah, feels, this show, feels- the, the, it feels like a like a convenience thing almost because like, it, it just so much green screen in this show. Whereas I think Mandalorian and the the new prequel or the new sequel trilogy felt like they were trying to put as much practical effects in as possible, and then this they didn't quite follow. Should through. we have you? Do you know if there's green screen in this, Sean? Or are you assuming? I'm <laughs> assuming big time, but it, I mean, there's tons of sequences that just like, there's no, like, it, it's just like mist in the background and stuff. Like it, it did not, there was nothing physical jumping out at me at all. Yeah. I, I think they were using the same technology as Mandalorian, but maybe that is part of it that they're kind of locked into shooting on the set with that LED wall. But I'm, I'm thinking kind of more in, the direction and of course some of the visual effects it felt like a lot of the spaceships were kind of weirdly animated like the their movement oh. was off when they're, they were in the often, end when they're being chased but the, the, the star destroyers ch- and it's kind of it looks like a roller coaster moving around that was a big yeah, animation it, no no for me it, it's they're often shot dead on like center mm-hmm. and it almost feels like a really basic uh 3d model with like yeah. a texture on it or something yeah, i agree yeah um it, it was just very strange i i i don't know why it and just some direction um decisions that felt like i know we use the word a lot but felt televisual like uh, the the amount of handheld camera in this which i don't know handheld camera in star wars just doesn't fit for me i i can see in rogue one like the the kind of overall tone of that movie being more like a war film i suppose but with this every once in a while cutting to a handheld camera it felt like okay it just felt more like quick setups than a, an aesthetic choice and stuff is like little nitpicky stuff like ships flying past cameras and the cameras shaking when they do that is not that doesn't feel like star wars to me that feels like i don't know it feels kind of cheap uh, like just to give the impression that you know the the power of a ship passing like star wars has always kind of been just cinematic and you know really deliberately uh composed frames and camera movements and it felt like they were trying to go a little too modern, I guess, with this. But but I will say, 
the I again I do enjoy seeing them embracing some of the prequel stuff as much as the prequels are you know flawed in many ways i think the iconography of the prequels is great the design of the prequels i i think thinking back on the stories and the the aesthetic of the prequels is better than watching them um so i i think it's interesting that you know, like you would never think after the disaster of those three movies that they would return to some of those characters this many years later but they're kind of forced to in a way because they're i'm sure they're taking obviously taking notes from the marvel cinematic universe they're um, canon and, bud right but i mean they could get different actors um and and just not like like just avoid a lot of that stuff but yeah i don't know there are certain things that worked and certain things that felt so clumsy I mean, everyone talks about the the chase scene with Leia. Yeah. It, it just that is like the perfect example of just really bad Directing? direction and yeah. choreography. And because you feel like you can the, the like scene. look at that and say it's not that doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like for sure. I yeah, yeah. Continue. Like it does not sell at all. And the uh, Benny Safdie at the beginning when he's the Jedi in the bar in that sort of inglorious bastard style scene and the, the inquisitor takes the lightsaber and kind of touches it to his arm. And there's this really weird, like you see a close up, you hear a badly ADR like, ah, and then just cuts to him running away. It just very weirdly directed in some cases. I'm curious if the uh, budget for this show went mostly to you and McGregor to come back. It's could possible. be. I just don't get how, like, with with the hype that would have been around the Obi Wan show, especially after like Mando and all that being so successful, why wouldn't they just throw tons of money at it? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I like I they, agree. With, they I mean, still might have put a lot of money into it. Like, comparatively, sure no, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's probably I mean, the same as like Stranger Things show budgets, like which were like apparently really high for the last season. Right. I, I do think the show tries to do a lot of stuff, and there are a lot of special effects. So I wouldn't be surprised but, if the budget is relatively high. I agree with what looking, Jay's I'm saying, looking though. at epicstream.com and the t the headline: Obi Wan Kenobi's shockingly low production budget reportedly revealed. Oh uh -oh. my! Bring that out. Yeah, because I mean, my biggest thing, Jake, on piggybacking on yours was in episode two. Is like episode two is like my the weakest point, like the low point for me in this uh, the, the series, um, which obviously has the chase in it and all that stuff too. But or is that in one? I think that there's more chasing in two when they're in. I don't like the city when they go to that kind of like yeah. Coruscant city. That's very much like what I think uh, Sean was referring to in the fact that it looks like they're in a warehouse with a steel floor, and then everything else has been green screened in in the, like when they're going through like the the, the alleys kiosks or alleys or whatever you know it looks very 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 like cheap green screen and another thing too the first time you see it for some reason it got a bit better later on but when you first see the inquisitor's base the floating thing in the ocean that tended to look very like jay's saying a bad model like a, a very kind of like out, it doesn't fit in the world it, it looks very kind of shiny and cheap 3d so according to Star Wars Garrison, the hit <laughs> Disney Plus series was only given a budget of 90 million for the entire 
series, pretty, uh, which is 10 million lower than The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. And in comparison, Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel were given 165 and 150 wow. million. That's a yeah, lot so of that money. Is a big, yeah, so then wow. it makes these sense shows then, right? Are honestly, no, I don't think so. I don't think any of it makes sense. No, I'm uh, saying the visual stuff makes sense. It's a, like they're basically movies. By the, the six episodes, but before, after you cut out the recap, the titles, and the seven-minute end credits, they're like 30 minutes long. It's not like these are hour-long episodes. That feels like a lot of money to work with for what for what to, uh, basically accounts as like a, a three-and-a-half-hour movie. And you know what? You can make three-and-a-half-hour movies good on lower budgets with writing. This show has the worst writing. I mean, I, I hate to... Be, I don't even like... I hate the Star Wars uh, fandom and complaining about everything. Uh, but this show is awful. It is a really bad show. The writing, the performances are terrible. I could nitpick almost every scene from a like a character intention, what we've seen about wow. this character. Uh, what, how does this flip a whole story? For some of these characters like it is very strange and i'm actually shocked by how much people are defending the show it's a bad show straight up it is not good and uh i'm That's shocked at the this. end of six episodes like why did i need to watch this it is only because i love this well it's true did you wear the red shirt on purpose <laughs> no, <I didn't. laughs> going total sis total sith boy yeah. everyone i talk to agrees with me that it's a bad show I talked uh, to you. I didn't agree with you. Yeah, but it's That's because of That's you're blinded everyone. by you. Like you said, you will force feed anything Star Wars. But if you took Star as... Wars out of the show, it would get laughed at like by everyone. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, I have tons of notes as like scenes that don't make sense. What like what is going on here? Not to mention the nitpicks with budget. Like I'm actually willing to put some of that stuff aside, but. I, except for two performances, I thought everyone in the show was bad. And you could make prequel uh, comparisons as well that I don't think the script is very good. Uh, there's, I, I don't think there's a memorable line in the whole show. Something I'll take with me uh, that yes, will like. There is. What? Hello there. <laughs> everyone keeps talking about that, and I didn't Hello get it. There. It's, it's Hello what, there. It's, what do you mean? You didn't he get it. He says it in every movie. It's like, that's, it's like, I it's guess like, I well, don't pick up on that. Yeah, it was it was it's like a huge meme of when he uh uh first uh when he jumps in front of uh General Grievous and he says hello there and I don't uh, know that meme. I don't mean and Alec in, in the original in the original, the original film. Okay. Yeah, I, I I'm actually glad that I didn't know it. I could just hear him say hello there and have a non response. I was already responding no, to the whole show ends on that that line. Yeah. Hello there. I didn't notice. I'm being 100 percent honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, not that I disagree with you, Frank, but the fact that you're criticizing the dialogue and you didn't even notice what the last line of the show was, get real, dude. I, I, didn't, I mean, that's my whole point. I didn't like notice a, any, any lines of the show. There is not a clever line of dialogue. Anything I'm like, oh, that's a good line, or something that I think is going to like stand up there with the classics of Star Wars. I'd say it's debatable to say whether the lines of Star Wars are actually that classic, or it's just people watching the movie so many times that they've extracted something but one thing the show the, the crux of this show the most important part of this show is the relationship between obi-wan and leia 
And they do such a bad job of establishing it. And you know how I know they do a bad job? Because I just watch, watched a movie that does it perfectly. And all they had to do was copy some type of structure for this. If they Problem had just, child, John Ritter and the, the kid. No. Is it? Oh. If they had just watched Man on Fire, they establish a bond between Creasy and the girl in a matter yeah. of 20 minutes that has me bawling by the end of the movie. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is <What>? nothing. <laughs> it's the, and really, it's about the same amount of time in that movie and this entire show. So like there there is really no excuse to de to not dedicate 20 minutes to with strong writing and performance and forming a bond between those two this show is depending on entirely on previous knowledge and passion of the star wars universe which to some degree is fair but it does not earn anything within the context of this show it is a terrible tv show and i only watch it and can somewhat like enjoy it at some level because it's in the star wars universe wait wait, wait. so you enjoyed it at some level it sounds at like some you level literally like i took a piss on your tv screen when it was on <laughs> no i could watch it because the same reason for you like you said it was the worst thing you've like the worst tv show you've ever seen i didn't say that i said it's it's really bad but like most tv shows i would give up on right away because it's star wars i've, I've i'm so well i'm not that uh you're pot like, committed I'm, I guess I'm not pot committed to Star Wars. I haven't watched the Clone Wars, uh, but I mean, it was an easy watch in terms of the length. It's not like it was a, a really like long show to dedicate time to. So I appreciate that about it. And there were a few things I liked, very few. And just in terms of performance and emotion, uh, the only great performance in the show to me is from Indira Varma, who plays Tala. And that is an example of she has an emotional moment that works and i've only seen that character for probably five or ten minutes so it like there is examples that emotion and writing can establish a character in a short amount of time in the show and i would say most of that moment is because of her performance i can feel the emotion and even though i, I didn't even fully understand the circumstances it still worked on an emotional level. Nothing else in this show hits at that level. It's like a complete washover. Like I'm almost laughing at everything in the show. I hate to she, say it, but I, mean, I mock laughed. I mock laughed. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's also the only character that, uh, for whatever reason, didn't get the back to tank resurrection. Like, kind of sucks for her. Well, I mean, uh, that would be a, a pretty powerful. <laughs> Back to tank. I mean, she did blow up with a thermal detonator. Thermal detonator well, maybe uh, maybe old true. Darth should have tossed the thermal detonator in with the rocks with Obi Wan if he really wanted to kill him. Like, get real, Frank. I I, I agree with you that the the writing in the show is is terrible. Uh, but I, I will push back and say that I, I don't think the performances are as bad as you say they are. I think Ewan McGregor was really good. I think I thought Moses Ingram was was really good, but she was given awful 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 stuff uh to do like the 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 entire motivation of her character did not make 
any kind of sense at all. And uh, I think uh, like the the plot of this entire show was is really what uh, the the big problem with it is. But most of it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, th- I could come up with lists and lists of things that were ridiculous. Actually, that is what my top five is. It's not best wow. moments. It's like the dumbest <laughs> stuff in this show. Five. I could have done a top twenty awful things. Oh, I know. But uh, but no, I I don't think the performances are as bad as you say they are. They are. They're the, the only two good performances are Indira, and I. This is how bad the show is. Ewan McGregor is the second best performance in the show. Why? Why is? Why is? That, why is that good? Would, he's a terrible actor. The the. I will, I, will add, I will also add my other thing. I actually appreciate about the show and has done pretty well, and I'm glad he's still around to do it. Is having James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. That was pretty sweet. Uh, he's I not around to, to do it. He's not? No. He he's alive, but it's AI. It's not him? No. Well, it's it's a computer. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't either. That's pretty amazing. I looked actually. it up in the credits, and I'm like, oh, he did do it. Oh, okay. Well, he, he gets credit for being the voice, but he didn't actually. Yeah, no, they used a computer to simulate it all. Which kind of huh. makes sense because, yeah, like, yeah, because it's pretty digital old, sound, right? it's pretty That's easy. That's what I mean. To- I looked, after I looked up that credit, I looked up his age. And I'm like, wow, he's like. Still got the voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he's thinking very the same old. Thing. <laughs> so I was like, that's awesome. Now I, yeah, I, I mean, I still like it. I think it helps the show, but. They, all of the dialogue that they used, they pulled from Field of Dreams <laughs> and <laughs> simulated it and put it in Darth Vader's mouth. <laughs> People will come, Obi-Wan. They didn't use best of the best, Dax? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to become a team. <laughs> they, yeah, they could have pulled a lot from there. I'm sure there's lots to pull from. Anyway, I, I mean, I could, there are scene by scene, episode by episode. I don't think we're, we're going to do that. But uh, there are so many moments where I felt the budget, the, the bad direction, even something I liked initially. One of the things I loved in the first few episodes was using in fight scenes and dark scenes, very similar to the Batman, the lightsabers as like the light source for the action or for the scene. I I have that as uh, one of the things I don't like in the new Star Wars movies. Okay. So I, at the first few episodes, I loved it. Then by the last two episodes, it's out of control. And the power of the light of the lightsaber is like, blast like it's all over their body it feels like totally artificial light so even that concept that i initially was on board with gets overused and really like taken to extremes in particular in the last episode like the the lights of the lightsaber are almost overpowering like the light compresses in weird ways on digital are you sure problem. it wasn't the vivid setting on your tv it was either. not it was <laughs> not uh, I, I will admit some of the fights are cool. I like uh, some of the lightsaber battles. Not that much, but I can think I, they can are. Can I just say there, the, the lightsaber battles, I I didn't necessarily think that the, the fights were like amazing, but I was kind of happy that they brought it back to a little more sort of heavier feeling like sword fighting like rather style, than... Yeah almost like fencing or something yeah i I mean well they're probably like from where episode one was and then you think of the obi-wan uh darth vader fight in episode four which is really stilted it felt like they're trying to bridge that gap a bit which uh is fine by me but overall the fighting was pretty good 
it's the like one of the saving graces of the show uh, as far as i can tell but they're like like darth vader the moment with the ship where the ship takes off there are so many moments from that point on that make absolutely no sense to me he it's really cool when he collapses the ship with the force right like he brings down the ship that they take off in and then another ship takes off when that ship was like yeah. there's another ship right behind it like they 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 shoot it in such a weird way that like as a, an audience member you have no idea that there's another ship there but he would be able to see it as soon as that one takes off and can't they like sense the force and other people and ships and stuff like that? Like that whole sequence of the yeah, but you're guessing right there. I can say the exact opposite. Maybe it's the the, the power is taking him to concentrate on holding the ship. May, means that he can't sense what's going. He just blink of an eye, the ship's taken off. He has to hold it. So no, it it doesn't make any sense at all. And uh, the what you're and, saying doesn't make any and sense then at all. Also, <laughs> I don't understand the rationale once Obi-Wan says like I'm going to I'm going to get off this ship uh because you know I need to face him. He'll no, he'll follow me. They'll leave you alone. Yeah. Well, first of all, that doesn't happen either. He gets off and off a, a transport ship and so does Darth Vader. So, how could he not account for the fact that they both could have transport ships? What how did that stop that other ship from being destroyed by the Empire? It feels like they would have just like do we ever check back in with that ship to see what happens there? It makes no sense. Uh, this show is it, like there's so many flaws with this show. Am I missing yeah. something there? Did they did they resolve that ship with uh Roken that how they would have Managed to get away from the Empire with only Darth Vader. I don't think Darth it was, Vader, I don't know, it was you're wrong. The, the Star Destroyer itself turned and followed Obi-Wan. It wasn't just Vader. They, had, they, they showed the ship veering off yeah, and letting yeah, the right. other one escape. Okay. Then my criticism is that makes no sense. Just let Darth Vader go off in his ship and keep following that other ship. It doesn't make any sense. Well, Why yeah, do, they don't go see, on the planet. You can Why say do that about absolutely every single yes, piece of can. film ever made that something didn't make sense. You would have done it a different <laughs> this show, way. This show is full of things like that. Even the talking about direction stuff in episode two, the Kamel Nanjiani when he's posing. <laughs> what did Sorry. I say? What's so no, funny? Just how, seri how serious you are. Oh, <laughs> <The> <laughs> episode two with Kamel Nanjiani. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he's pretending to be a Jedi. Like he's playing it as a comedy and it just doesn't feel like what that character would do in that moment. It's supposed to be a joke, but if I'm not believing that he's a Jedi, all the people that go to see him looking for help would also not believe like he should be playing a little more like con artisty so that there's a reveal. If everyone's already in on the, the gag, what's the point of it? Like, it doesn't even make sense. This, this show is full of stuff like that where I'm like, the, the direction here and the intent of the scene is off. They want to believe he's a real Jedi, Frank. It's the power of the mind. Maybe there are. I agree that there are some weird moments that feel like missteps for such a big property, like very kind of just weird, um, sloppy moments. And one of them that just stood out as being so strange was when obi-wan and leia get into the back of that transport with the stormtroopers when they come on and she's telling them more than he wants her to tell them and now he has to make up a story they ask him where he's from or why he's why he is where he is and um he says oh it's a long story 
And they're like, it's a long ride. And then he tells the story and like 15 seconds later, the ride's over <laughs> and they get off. <laughs> like it's That's true. Very yeah, weird. Yeah. There's yeah. like an, with, uh, in the last episode with Roken as well, Obi-Wan asks him, how much time do you need to fix the ship or whatever? And he says, more time than we have. Like that is such like that. Like that's a, a movie-ish line that in that context makes no sense. Clearly, Obi-Wan is trying to say, like, give me some options to figure out what we can do here. Like that that line is meaningless in an actual scenario like that. It, no one would answer that question. It gets you nowhere. It, it's not solving any problems. Man, it's kind of hard to... Uh jump in and then when you go from one thing to the other so damn fast we just we barely even talked about the lightsaber fights and that was like 15 minutes ago you've been going on for so long i'm done i'm done i've said my piece everyone loves this show it's the greatest show ever made I, i'll step back it's definitely not the greatest show ever made i mean like I am 100% on board with everything that everybody's saying. There's sloppy bits in it. There's bad directing in bits. There's bad script in it. The uh, I- I'm done uh, uh, chewing out, you know, young actors for not feeling great in their roles as, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, she was the Princess Leia. People are liking, people are not. I don't think it's her fault. It's just somebody chose her and she's overacting and trying to be like a super actor. That's whatever. That kind of at the the stuff I can pick on is like the director making her run and look like she can outrun three adults within two feet from her. Like that's issues I have with her, right? But I'm just saying, like overall, I feel like there was some great stuff in there. I feel like the the Star Wars bits in there that I wanted to see, I got to see. And I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing ever made. And I'm definitely not going to shit all over it for like nitpicking to the degree that Frank is. I get he's doing Okay, I, last, I, last you thing. are nitpicking on things like I get I, it. I've barely even started. I have about twenty just, more nitpicks that I'm going to choose everything, to ignore. Like I understand no, what I understand what you're doing. But <laughs> you are literally saying things that every single movie on Earth has in them. Maybe. Yes, you are. You're saying this character would never do something like that. That's over there. I'm like, you can I, say that about I'm, every film ever made. Every film ever made. I do say it a lot about other movies that I watch. This show is just full of things like that. Oh, and okay. my bad. Uh, my last comment is going to be uh, <laughs> like, I don't mind bad TV that knows it's bad TV, like a, a Xena or a Sinbad. Like, it knows what it is. This show is bad TV that thinks it's prestige TV. And that really gets me going. It really has got you going. <laughs> did, you, did you mean Xena and Hercules? Or Sinbad or Hercules. There was a Sinbad show after, like that too. Was there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you mean with Sinbad? Like. <laughs> no. Yeah, what, what was his show? <laughs> Wasn't it like a, like a pirate show or something? Yeah. Sinbad in the seven seas or something. Oh, like right, that. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great show. You don't have that uh, one on cheap charts yet? <laughs> no, <but laughs> not yet. I didn't buy Xena. <laughs> um, I, it's strange because I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Frank, but there, I also felt that it was watchable. Like I, I guess because my expectations were not sky high, 
it might have been my expectations might have been higher if it came right after the season one of Mandalorian, but it feels like that it, it's that sort of feeling where they hit big with Mandalorian and now they're going to keep making these shows, but start pulling the budgets back and start, you know, depending on newer talent, which isn't a bad thing, but it is strange that, you know, the, one of the biggest franchises that Disney owns, although I, I, I think it, I, it, we're at a point where the Marvel universe is, has overtaken star Wars, but you can't help but think like all of the, the, like for the Leia character, uh, I agree. I would, I wouldn't say that the, young actor that they hired for that role is a bad actor they just they tried to like shape this character that matches the leia that we know and this is how oh that's leia that's so wash man on fire (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i just think of like the casting process for so many other lesser projects that you know people really try to focus on finding the right the right person like Jake Lloyd. And uh, I, I can't imagine that there was as much consideration for some elements of this series as there was for the Mandalorian. And it feels like maybe it's a sign of like, well, this was a big success. Can we do that? But for a little bit cheaper, And then can we do that for a little bit cheaper? And, you know, just the classic sort of, you know, we're we're just going to keep pulling things back until we hit that, that point where it's like, okay, we've, we've pocketed just enough money to make a, a star Wars show that's passable, but it's like barely, you know, it's kind of flirting with being a little bit junky. Uh, I just would have thought, you know, years ago if you said there would be a obi-wan kenobi show with ewan mcgregor that all of the money would be thrown at a show like that and all of the talent would be thrown at a show like that and you know with the films where people were talking like oh we want to see a spielberg directed star wars and like nothing against deborah chow but it it does I thought her Mandalorian episodes were great, but there was just some stuff in here that was really, it, it gave the impression that there was like a, a limited schedule, like a TV schedule. Yeah, this, I got that. This is why TV, yeah. I mean, why TV always, always looks so, uh, you know, uh, cheap sometimes because it's a TV schedule and a TV budget and they're filming at a faster pace and cutting corners in ways that films don't always have to and it's not necessarily the fault of anyone but the you know higher-ups that have created this sort of environment for this thing to be made so i don't know it just feels like a an attempt at releasing something based on the name and you know considering pulling the budget back a bit because they're not sure if it's going to be a total success I, I almost wonder if the prequel of it all played a role in that, like a little bit of, you know, consideration for, okay, we're bringing back two major characters from the prequels. And these are characters that, 
you know, people maybe have some appreciation for now, but there is a stigma attached to those performers, which isn't their fault. So you're saying that's why the budget was lower because maybe. Hmm. Well, let's talk about, uh, some, some good things in the show because it's not all, all terrible. Like the way, uh, uh, the king of comedy is uh, is making it out to be. Um, <laughs> well, it seems like Sean's on my side, but he, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to jump I'm, on. I'm agreeing with a lot of what you're saying, but I just I don't agree with a lot of what it. you're saying. <laughs> I, I also agree with a lot of what you're saying. Sean just needs <laughs> to grow a pair. Here? <laughs> the I don't think there is, is a disconnect. The, no, the disconnect <clears throat> is the vitriol at which you're spitting. Uh, just I don't know if it's for the show or if it's for just your actual rage with it, but it's my, like my you are like this, this actual is the worst rage. Fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's my like general understanding that people are liking the show and not saying it's bad. Like all the reviews for it, again, it's it's again towards the people, not the show. Exactly, but the show is bad, and I can't believe people aren't saying it's bad. I think a lot of people are saying it's bad. Hey, good. (laughs) 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 I'm calm now. We're good. (laughs) Everyone hates the show. I'm happy. (laughs) Now, uh, Dax, you uh, you said how you thought it was kind of silly how this you know little girl is is evading all of these people. Have you ever tried to chase a 10-year-old child? Yeah, I catch them in an instant. Yeah, I mean, especially with Dax and me, any yeah. kid, they're done. And, and also, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you shoot that differently so it looks like she's quick, but she literally looks like a 10-year-old child who's never ran in her yeah. life. Like, she's going, True. Oh, 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 you know what I mean? She's, like, kind of warbling around well, and stuff. Like, it looks Not terrible. to mention the adult when they hit a branch. It's like, boom! Yeah, oh, that's a huge branch in front of me. <laughs> oh, Flea it's- is so bad in this show. Like, so bad. I like Flea. I agree. It's the worst I part love of- him in Son-in-Law. He is fantastic in Son-in-Law, but he does not recapture <laughs> that level of performance in this show. I like his presence. I mean, I agree that he's, you know, asked to look stupid <laughs> for the sake of certain things. But uh, yeah, I mean, like the the thing with the Leia character and like, I, like, I don't know if it's, I hate, I don't want to blame her specifically, but like, it feels like she's wearing like a costume or boots that are awkward. She just can't run for some reason. Like, there's just something weird about all the action sequences that involve her. And you can imagine the hair and makeup people exiting frame, you know, 10 seconds before they call action on, on every scene with her. Yeah. This is Jay's thing. My thing is just this. Jay's thing is about the costumes. He really <laughs> dislikes the costuming, making them look like previous characters. This is his thing. <laughs> You, you basically did what off. I do. You say, you know, the people on the set are doing this. You know, that they think this. You well, know I know they're doing uh, it because because it's their job. But I mean, I, I don't know. It it it. it well, so the it, layoff- I, I think I, it feels like also. I mean, obviously, this show. There are times where it feels like all it's doing is building a bridge to episode four and. Yeah it's handcuffed by having to do some work to, to close some plot holes 
or you know oh we want to we want to do this but if we do this then we have to address this because they reference this and that so we're gonna have to spend some time in this episode referring to that uh and while we're at it we might as well close that plot hole up there by putting this in people will like that and it, it just starts to feel like you know a, a bucket that's leaking and you're just trying to contain all of the 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 uh Jedi juice that's spewing out. Um, <laughs> the, the Leia thing is a is. I agree with what Dak said. Where it's, I really don't put much of the the like emphasis on the child's performance. I think it's writing, direction, and specifically with the writing, you have this child that is like really young. But I've seen people talking about this too. Like talks like they're thirty years old. Like. Uh, maybe that's i'm assuming that's supposed to be like the wisdom of princess leia and who she's going to be become but it really the the words that are coming out of her mouth do not match the character i'm seeing in terms of physicality and like feeling extremely young and like she's you know smarter than everyone the older kids that are like part of her family she shows them like it's it's just a weird dynamic with that character in general Oh, I agree. And, and then you cut to Luke and he's an idiot. He's just sitting there like, <laughs> yeah. boba, boba, this guy is the worst. Yeah. But I mean, it, it all, we all know where that comes from, Frankie. Comes from her mother, Padme. Mother! And whether or not Obi-Wan wanted to uh, have some Jedi juice? Jedi juice. Share Jedi juice with her. Mother! <laughs> Well, so I guess one other thing about bringing Leia in and like, you know, initially I was like, I, I don't mind this. This is kind of an interesting idea, but you know, it does bring up and I, I don't know for sure. I'm assuming there's, there's gotta be weird things with regards to how she speaks to Obi-Wan in a no, in a new hope. And like, like, do they act like they know each other? Like those kinds of things. Like she doesn't see him in, in a new hope. She no, just sends she, the message she sees, to him. She sees him die. And then and doesn't care. She has, <laughs> has no reaction other than consoling Luke. He's like, oh, he, I just do, wish Ben were here. And oh, she's does he like, get cut down in front of her? I thought only Luke saw that because Luke stayed when watched. But I could be wrong. Maybe she did see hmm. it before they got on the ship. I don't know. I I'm mean, pretty that's, sure that's the problem when they 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 kind of retcon stuff. It's it, yeah, it, it yeah. There what, could be. I thought it was done pretty well. But it, yeah, there might be yeah. a more where she sees it. I don't can't remember New Hope that well. The the thing Sean's referring to, I think the line that they put in there that they thought, oh, this will cover this just enough, is when he says, I can't remember the exact line, but he suggests that, you know, will I see you again? Yes, you will. But we have to keep this under wraps. We have to pretend that we don't know each other. Call me, call me when you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What... Uh, uh Getting back to some of the uh, uh, the lightsaber stuff, which I, I thought the uh, the fight scenes were really good, but I, th I think the best Me too, scene Me too. in this show in in the entire uh, run of it um, was when uh, the the fight w between Reva and Darth Vader, the lightsaber fight, and Vader isn't even holding a lightsaber. Yeah, I thought that fight scene was tremendous. I think it was the, the best uh, part about uh, the series, although. Um, I mean, again, Reva's, as I said earlier, Reva's motivations throughout this entire series uh, 
didn't really make a lot of sense. You know, like, so like it opens up this, the show with, you know, her as a, as a youngling and, uh, and seeing everybody, uh, get, uh, get murdered by, by Anakin. And like, this kind of triggers her to, you know, eventually get revenge on him. But she spends, uh, so much time with him, like, uh, assisting in him killing other people like like you know she's there when uh he uses the force to snap that kid's neck and she has like no remorse over it and so she you know she has experienced what it's like to be a child and be scared of him and then decides that uh, the best thing for her to do would be to murder young luke skywalker <laughs> again which made zero sense for her for her character i mean if her motivations are to get revenge against the guy that uh did this to her uh really doing it to uh, another young child that really makes zero sense to me. And I, I think that was one of the biggest problems with this show is that they made this lead character and uh, they really didn't uh, uh, give her an actual uh, character to really sink her teeth into. I, I, I can, I, I don't think Moses Ingram was, was bad in the show, but, but everything that she did uh, uh, was just was dumb. It, it didn't make any sense. I, I don't really know how much more uh, a different way to say that. Yeah. I mean, especially when you look back on it, I was trying to think like, did she kill anyone? I like, I know she, like you saying, she was there for all of like these, like uh, hunting the Jedi and stuff. Oh, like yeah. She, she hunted. She was, so she was ready to torture Leia. It seems like, long. it seems like a long stretch to go to get this revenge on Darth Vader. And also reminds me the ship part that I was talking about where they pull down the ship. It's not just like the perspective idea and that it really doesn't make any sense. Before that, you find out that, okay, Reva and Obi-Wan are deciding like Darth Vader is going to be focused on me, which is going to be your opportunity to kill him because all he's going to be thinking about is me. And then they take off before she even gets there. Like this, like they wait until yeah. he takes off <laughs> and then she tries stabbing him in the back. Like if that's the plan, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication there because it did not <laughs> well, play out that way at all. I do agree with what you're saying, Frank, but I, at the same token, I will defend it by saying it's not like he said, it, it's not like she said, yes, I like the idea of your, he floated a plan at her. She didn't say, I like what your, I like where your head's at, Obi-Wan. I'll see you in a minute. You know what I mean? She literally just turned and walked away from him and he went back into the, whatever they handcuffed him or whatever it was. And then he escaped two seconds later. So I think it was just like, I would, played along as like he didn't he like he floated that idea she didn't say yes we'll do it he had to he came to a decision well we've got to get out of here right now she like an idiot she decides to try and stab him in the back when he's standing there and then just gets owned um yeah so i mean it, i agree i was kind of like when yeah, i saw that i guess no. but it just feels like uh, as an audience member no, it's I mean, I'm interpreting that moment as like, okay, this is the a, a semi plan. And even yeah. if it's more on her to kind of wait and then w for the right opportunity, she misses her opportunity completely. I, I remember being confused there. I don't remember what it was like. I, like, do they show how he escapes? I, I remember being like, wait, he's there, but he was there somewhere else a minute ago. I just, there was something were, weird. Who are you talking about? Obi-Wan. Yeah, he, they're all in the ship, and the one ship takes off. Vader brings it down, and then that was a decoy ship. Right, but I'm talking about like when he was talking to her and trying to convince her to like take on Vader and, and come to his side or whatever. I feel like it cuts, and then 
we don't see exactly. I, I don't remember exactly. I just, she she uh, sends him back into uh, the the rebel base area with a couple of uh, stormtroopers, and then closes the door. And then when Vader gets there, she says, "We have him trapped inside." And when they open the doors, he's like beat the hell out of the the stormtroopers and, and escaped. So she essentially put him in there to give him an opportunity to take out those troopers to to get away. Like, so she was kind of in on this plan. Uh, but yes, like, uh, having a second ship behind another ship, uh, from, you know, anybody's point of view, other than ours, there might've been a tarp on top of it, guys. It it was (laughs) kind of silly. It reminded me of that scene. in uh, Captain Tarples was on top of it (laughs) in, uh, I think it's in the rise of Skywalker yeah, when Ray blows, Ray blows up the ship yeah. and thinks that Chewbacca's on in. it, but then, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a second ship in the background flying away. Yeah. And you know, so that, uh, that was that, but, uh, there's always a second ship in the background <laughs> flying away. Oh, okay. Frank, what was your thought on uh, Qui-Gon showing up at the end? Did you like it or no? I knew you'd love it. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know. I, I thought you would. Cause you love Qui-Gon, didn't you? No, I'm not that big on Qui Gon. I don't oh. mind him. You know, Qui guy. I thought you were a Qui guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a Qui guy. I was okay with it. I thought it was cool. I was okay with I mean- it too. I like the special effects were decent enough. I didn't have any major problems with that moment. Oh, I do want to say something that I appreciated about this is the flashback scene, which I enjoyed of him of Anakin dueling Obi Wan. I think it was in Episode three or four. Uh, where they're dueling and he's like basically says you're you're a great warrior but you're not a it's when he's like looks like a padawan he's got the braid back on but he's like 20 years older so he looks a lot older i'm glad they didn't it's probably budget though i'm glad they didn't do de-aging on him yeah like like, i think they did a little bit uh but i think they were careful to not do anything around the mouth because that uh that's what the problem with uh uh, at the end of uh, the Mandalorian with Mark Hamill, and like that's it, the mouth looked super weird, and I think so. He's he's kind of got like an like a, you know a forty five year old person's mouth, but the rest of him is kind of like you know uh, like he fil- still filtered his, out a bit. I feel like he still had his like eye bags and stuff. Like he definitely looked older, right? I, I, I didn't like, notice. Yeah, like I thought it looked pretty good. Whatever it was, I didn't. I just feel <laughs> like they didn't touch it. and They just like left it to the audience to go. You know what? He's he is forty five, but we're just doing a flashback. Like it is what it is. But that that scene to me feels like a huge missed opportunity. Like they cut to it twice, and it's it's really kind of what you said, Dax. Just fan service. It's like, oh, here's a flashback to them. Like, there's not a callback to that or something that transpires during those moments that informs future well, things. It, show. Yeah, it frames the whole episode, right? Like, there he's thinking back to this lesson that he taught him, but that lesson is kind of being applied in the episode. What's the lesson about? Like, don't be too aggressive. You're too aggressive. Well, it, it's. It, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's so much. It just reinforces what we all know about Vader and their relate. Exactly, Obi-Wan's we relationship. know everything about it from. But he's basically three. just again. It's just a way of saying like, Anakin, like you won't have, you won't realize your full potential until you don't do what you do. And then they call back to that same sequence at the in the final duel when he beats him again because it's like he he was again too aggressive and he he got blinded by that and obi-wan was able to beat him so yeah, it's like you know i think I'll, I'll flip on that i still don't think it's great but yeah i, I mean it's, i think it's there more for people who might not have watched any of the other movies and stuff that's fair it, it actually kind of fills in some gaps for that again like i and i'm 100 guilty of this and i will take it i'll wear the badge proudly um all of these things that are not necessary, they're absolutely not necessary. It's literally filling in 
spots and showing you what you think happened anyway. And I like that because I want to see that kind of shit with Jedis and, and all that stuff. So that's why I enjoyed the series. Um, did I know that they had a, a, a duel again afterwards? Um, no, but when I heard about the series, I'm like, I guess they fought a couple more times and I'm excited to see how it happens. So um, I was able to take it with a grain of salt. You know well, what I mean? wait, wait a minute though. Like, are we saying that that happened after revenge or when, like when did, cause he didn't know that he was still alive or anything. Like it's not like what time period is this flashback supposed to be in? Oh no. It's uh, when he's training him. It's like, this is probably attack of the clones time. Yes. Okay, I think yeah. it's a uh, right before or, or, or right during the attack of the clones. He's wearing the outfit he's, from attack. He, he's of the got clones. the, uh, He's got that braid still. Right, right. And they put Obi Wan's really bad. <laughs> Obi Wan's really bad beard and, and hair on again. It's literally. It looks like the same one from that sequence in the elevator. Just a but general yeah. thought. Like, if I was going <laughs> to advise anyone working on future versions of these shows, and I think the Mandalorian already takes advantage of this, film in real outdoor locations. Yeah. The show looks so much better when they're in deserts, in actual places. Anything that he fell for it. <laughs> Mandalorian was shot on the LED set, dude. Everything? Yeah. Nearly everything. Well, okay, so <clears throat> let me refine then based on that statement. I think it's and, more and about, I believe this show was filmed the same way. I okay, but more about like sand, right? It's easier to right. if it's just sand, like you're actually standing on sand that feels like real sand, it there's less like interpretation or anything that's like a built uh, like the base at the end and anything that feels like a set constructed around things like that stuff feels fake. So uh, I don't know, sand works. So if, as IGN says, if Star Wars has a Tatooine <laughs> problem, uh, it's a problem I'd like to see continue to be there. So that the show doesn't look like absolute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we, uh, we haven't really talked about, uh, like the most important character in this show, and that's uh, Lola, the droid. Oh, I forgot Frank, about Lola. I, I want to know how you feel about Lola, and when uh, she was reprogrammed, <laughs> all of her lights turned red, like, yep. like the like shirt. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, I don't mind Lola. I think Whoa. the plot stuff. When I look at droids, I'm looking at design, yeah. you know, how they communicate. I like Lola as a droid. I think it's a good droid. The same way I felt about BD1 in the video game Fallen Order. I think, like, it, it's probably tough. I BB-8 as well. I think BB-8 is a cool droid. So I think in general, every Star Wars property I've ever watched is really good at coming up with new droid ideas. And while I don't, I was kind of laughing at the the like what happens with Lola with Lola and the, the light changes like you're talking about and when Leia's up playing with wires for some yeah, reason. Oh, and the vents and <laughs> yeah, the vents. That was, yeah, 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 that was, so that was stupid. Was... But I I like the design of of that that droid. That's fair. I mean that that's kind of a callback to Rise of Skywalker, isn't it? When C three PO is rewired oh, yeah. and his eyes turn red. Because he's he's I, speaking the Sith language, yeah. Do we think uh, Weird Al, call, Lola, Lola song based on this moment? This <laughs> I would think so. Jay, yeah. I, I can't tell if you're serious or not right now. With what? He's already done a parody I know, of Yoda. Lo Yoda. Okay, all right, I'm just checking. <laughs> In Star Wars. I don't think he would be doing well. Uh, he's probably kicking himself right now. 
<laughs> you, wouldn't, you, you um, wouldn't even need to have changed the name of the song. I know. I mean, it's halfway Maybe there. Maybe that's that uh, might be the problem. Wrong. He would have to change the O the the O to a zero. And <laughs> the, <laughs> I think there's another thing you could change too, which is pretty sweet when you think about it. You just have to give it a, a moment's thought and you realize it's pretty sweet. <laughs> One I, thing I, that's weird, uh so this is a, we've got this moment between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And I mean, you, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm missing something here, but is it weird that Darth Vader slash Anakin, I mean, he's kind of more Anakin than Darth. By the end of the show, Obi-Wan is accepting that he is now fully Darth and refers to him as Darth, which is weird because I thought Darth was like a, you know, they're all Darth something. Um, which is another thing where they had to uh, go by how Obi-Wan refers to him in the fight in A New Hope. He calls him Darth there, so he has to call him Darth here, even though they've established way more Darth Sidious's and Darth uh, whatever's. I, but, think, uh, I think in the Sith language, Darth <laughs> is similar to John. Yeah, he's, that, he's, it's just so a he's common, per, it's a common per, first name. He's purposely, <laughs> on yeah. purpose, he's just calling him John. Yeah, John, John um, Vader, John Sidious, John Maul. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, is it not weird that Anakin has these two kids that are hidden, and we're they're they're often in very close proximity to each other. <laughs> very close and there's not really much made of Darth Vader and or Anakin and his children like isn't it don't you think it's weird that they didn't like if there was anything that could be like a last attempt to pull Anakin back to the light side which he eventually does with Luke but you would think that using his kids would be a way to to create some tension there. But instead, they focus on Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah, uh, let's even, let's go even further. Let's take man on fire. And then but the kidnapping <laughs> element, the, why wouldn't he kidnap his own kid back? Try like try to get it back. Uh, like now we're adding another wrinkle onto it. I mean, does he not know that Leia is his kid? No. He, as far as he, like, he was told that his, his kids died in childbirth, I believe, in, in Venge. Yes. I guess thinks, that's, that's why they don't go there, because they don't want him to know he has kids. Yeah, yeah they don't want, because like, they, they, they know it's a big, scary thing. That, that he will go after. their hand on the kids, yeah. So that's why the whole thing of hiding them is, is a big deal. Um, so I agree with what he, Jay's saying. When, in a way to, when they're... Sorry, go ahead, Dax. I was just going to say, like, you're, it's a cool concept of you saying, like, it would be a good way to turn him back, but I think that they're not willing to take that risk of like putting the child out in front of Darth Vader and saying, this is your kid. They're alive or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so but that's Th this my is where it gets messy because you think about empire strikes back and the, I am your father moment, which is a twist for the audience. At what point did Darth Vader understand that Luke was his son? That Good I point, right, bud. Yeah. What Frank is doing. I agree with in this because that I don't, no, he uh, when Luke know. is on there, he's he tells Darth Vader that uh, you know Ben told me that you killed my father, and uh, yeah, and I think then he 
And Darth funny. Vader says, no, I am, I am your father. Yeah. Right. And I, I agree. They haven't shown yet how Anakin finds out that he has a son. I think it's at that moment. Do you think he feels it or something is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. I, I, I think See, this, he that's, search your feelings. You know it to be true. Right. See, this he is might be I, doing the same thing at the same time. This is one thing I think that they play with kind of loosely with the Jedi powers is their ability to sense mm-hmm. others and other people of importance around them. Um, cause sometimes they can feel from a mile away, like Obi-Wan is on that ship. Right. And then sometimes like you said, Jay, like, like if, if, if you think if he would be able to sense through metachlorians or whatever, like his children, do you know what I mean? Like Leia was literally yeah. across the, the hall from him. You know, you think he would be able to sense that there's something strange about somebody on that ship. Or you should at least be able to sense in general, someone with force, like attunement or something. Yeah. Like See, that, now right? that's where I, that's where I go with the whole movie license thing where I just kind of go, that's, <laughs> that's a force thing that like, sometimes they, they use it when as a, as a plot device when they need to. And they, they, they explain it or lack of explanation away when they don't want it to make sense. Dax, uh, can we rebrand that for this episode and call it shit TV license? Shit TV license. I'm going Australian. Give me the, give me the English. <laughs> shit TV license. Shit TV license. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know where else we're going with it, but yeah. well, can, can I just say like with the thing with the children too, that's kind of weird is that, you know, because of this show now, and we know that, he's had interactions with Darth Vader since the end of revenge of the Sith. It's kind of like he, Obi-Wan hanging out on Tatooine, watching over Luke is now like he's making, making it more dangerous for Luke. Cause now like Vader's looking for him and stuff like that. It's just, it's a weird thing to open up that now like, okay, Vader doesn't know he has kids, but he's definitely looking for Obi-Wan. And so let's just hide right beside the kids. Like, well, I, I think that's uh, that they kind of tied that up at the end of the show with uh, a special appearance from Ian McDermott once again playing the Emperor Palpatine, and he kind of tells Darth Vader to let it go. And I think that's kind of where yeah, why I guess it kind of ends up where it is. Yeah, I dude, guess let it go, dude. <laughs> let it uh, go, bud. Let it but go. I, I do want I do want to go back to also like we kind of touched that's, on that this, was actually pretty good. The, the last one. The uh, end or the the fight and the fact that he walks away from Vader, like it's a weird thing because as we've said in that battle, he basically accepts that there's no good left in him anymore. And he's already kind of, he already tried to leave him for dead once before. And now he's still alive. Now we know that there's definitely no good left in him. There's danger by leaving him alive. And yet he still walks away and leaves him alive. Cut his head off. And like exactly. I said, like I said, it, it would I would have been okay with that. But like they literally in the episodes before that, he says, "I have to kill him." Like he goes, like either he dies or I die. Like it has to end. Like he did. He yeah. let him. He let him live once, and he's now Vader. And so he made that decision. And then when he actually does beat him down, and I get it. Like they were kind of shoehorned into the fact that Vader can't die. But I, I just feel like at the end they so like they've driven obi-wan to this point where like even as an audience we see him going it's the only choice i have really is to kill him and even when anakin says i'm not any i'm not i killed anakin and he goes my friend is truly dead he has a nice cry eye moment and then literally just turns around and leaves him there like for what re- like he could have easily have said something like i can't do it or something like that and left and i'd be happier with it you know what i mean like I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed weird. This is where being handcuffed by canon becomes a problem and treating sure. every single plot point as precious because you know the fans will 
lose it if it, there's not a connection. I mean, you look at Obi-Wan in A New Hope, he sacrifices himself, which I don't think makes sense necessarily in this line either. Um, there's an attempt at making it make sense by showing Obi-Wan learning that, oh, a master is not truly dead because Qui-Gon met up with me at the end, even though he, he Qui-Gon doesn't stick with him throughout the rest of the original trilogy. But in, when you think about like the, the decisions that are made when writing these things, I mean, the Obi-Wan death came from them needing someone to die in the Death Star because they felt that if nobody died in the Death Star, it wouldn't be threatening enough. So that was never like written into the script. The, the idea of a Jedi becoming a spirit was the result of a last-minute decision made to heighten tension in a scene. Not, be, not because of some canon that you know they were trying to uh treat like scripture so the the more that they they try to retell some of these older stories the more they just keep backing themselves into these weird corners that they have to wiggle out of by creating all of this exposition that doesn't really do the job it in some cases makes it even more confusing yeah, it gets into the same problem that you see with a lot of prequels where it's like, well, you kind of know what's going to happen. So now it's more just, okay, let's make it interesting how it happens instead of what happens or something like that. And like this this show could have been anything. Like, yeah, okay, Obi, Obi-Wan can't die, but anything else could have happened. But then you bring in Vader, you bring in Leia, all these people who have to survive. And now it's like you really are handcuffed to some degree. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's a, a problem that uh, they have when they try to put stuff um, in between the cracks. In, in, in between, yeah, yeah, and then fill it all. But uh, I mean, they are consistent in in all of the Star Wars uh, shows and movies that the stormtroopers can't hit anybody when they're shooting at you, <laughs> and, which uh, they also retconned in some form. Uh, I I had seen somewhere that apparently in is it in Clone Wars or something that there's a reference to the fact that their helmets restrict their oh, vision? Really? <laughs> so, you know, like even that has to be addressed right. because all of these people, you know, all of the fans of the original films are now adults and they're, they're seeing all of those seams um, because these are things that weren't considered scripture at the time. So now it's all about, you know, getting that uh, plaster and just, wiping over those those ugly drywall screws <laughs> blast over the holes and contain the jedi juice yeah yeah big time but i All mean right. i i think it was you know there were moments that were entertaining sure um and it was cool seeing some like there were some moments where it felt like okay this feels like star wars but um there were many moments that didn't feel like i Star liked wars. the location for the last uh, lightsaber fight i thought there was some like really like far shots on the landscape that looked pretty cool with the lightsabers being lit, but I'm not much else I can really say that's positive about the show. All right. Well, let's, uh, before we jump into, uh, our, uh, superlatives, uh, let's, uh, do some ratings. Um, uh, 
uh, for the show. Sean, uh, what would you uh, give Obi-Wan Kenobi out of five? This is a tough one, but I'm going to say two and a half for me. Whoa. Boba, Boba. Dropping Jay, what the Boba do you think? Hammer. I'm going to do a 3.5. Dax? I'm 4.5-ing it. It's a two. A generous <sighs> two. Dax. I think Dax wants to give it a five. I, I do. Five, bud. No, but I do. But I mean, like, I can't okay. ignore that there was things that, that were really bad with it. But I mean, I, for enjoyment factor, it puts it from a two to a four and a half for me. It's exactly what I would give episode two. It feels like the same ballpark to me right now. Uh, I will also give it a, a, a 3.5. Um, but uh, okay, so let's uh, uh, get into our uh, our our top five moments. And I, I went uh, in a direction. Are we doing? Like, we're doing top five moments before the other uh, superlatives. Does it matter? I mean, that's the big finale. <laughs> but hey, sure. All right. Um, Sean, Sean dropping so, the host. I mean, I- <laughs> Mm. Uh, for me, mm, I just thought he I forgot. It, I, I guess no, no, the young Padawan host top fives are the last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite secondary character. Um, I mean, I think the only character that I, I really enjoyed all the way through was, was Tala. Unfortunately, she kind of, uh, kicked the bucket, but, uh, I thought uh, she was a, a, an interesting new character and, uh, a really good performance. I'll say Darth Vader. Secondary character. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a secondary, would you? What is he? Primary, <laughs> primary character. Him and Obi Wan are no, the Obi Wan is the primary character. I'd say there's two primaries: Obi Wan and Vader. What about Reva? I think Reva's pretty primary. I'd say, I'd say <laughs> well, she's I, pretty secondary. I was going to say Reva is my more screen time from. You're saying Reva? Yeah, I'm saying your Reva. Favorite I, secondary character. Yeah, I mean, I agree that her backstory is kind of a mess, but I, I liked her presence. I liked the performance. I actually, I mean, we didn't really talk too much about her turn at the end. I don't know how I feel about it. I actually wish she would have still kind of stayed a villain to some degree because it feels like. She's well, I feel totally like the show is playing but- for some tension when she's bringing back Luke. Like, is he dead? And like you, <laughs> you know that yeah. There's no tension there at all. Like we we know he saved. She saved him. We know he lives in the next yeah, exactly. movie. <laughs> like, it, that whole scene gets played out very in a if very. If they way. had real balls, they would have killed Luke and then replaced him with another uh, kid. And then the whole series, it's not actually been Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, my favorite dude, secondary character amazing. by is Tala by yes. leaps and bounds. Not just leaps and bounds, Jedi leaps and bounds. Whatever happened to Jedi running? Oh, they're I know. speed running. I like, love, I love kind of speed running. It breaks everything when I don't see people speed running. I've seen Obi Wan speed run. Obi Wan? You seen him, Obi Wan? Why did he stop? I feel like it'd be very convenient to get out of situations. I mean, that was one thing, too, in this show. Like, he starts off kind of rusty, right? So there's a little bit of tension in that. He sucks. Don't get me started, Sean. Meanwhile, he can hold back 10,000 shards of glass simultaneously being pressed (laughs) on by water and stop a whole... Like, that seems... 
I'm no force expert. That seems very challenging. And then to have it all fall in and not a drip, get into the next room beside them when the door shuts. That felt really good. Great show. Awesome. 3.5. Awesome show. <laughs> Dude, it, it's not that challenging. I mean, th- remember when you said that if you had a year, you could learn how to do a face transplant? This guy's been a Jedi for his whole life. You don't think he can hold some water up with some fucking glass shards? No. I agree with you, Jay. Thank you. It's at least a thousand yes. shards. It's been established. You need to control each of those individually. In in full force form, I would agree. But the show is playing up an angle that he is rusty and he his force powers are not what they once were. Sorry, it looks deceivingly simple, but when you break it down, that is a challenging force move. I agree. And I think that that I still love that sequence um, because it's for me, it's more about the lightsabers. And the first time Obi-Wan kills stormtroopers and gets his force blocking back. They definitely fast forward his rustiness in that sequence. He's like he's on the ship going to that station and can't move. uh, He's having a hard time moving a thing on a table. And then he goes in there. And within three swings of his sword, each one gets better and better and better. Now, I watched the episode twice, and I think they were trying to put this look on you and was trying to act like with each swing that he's blocking. And, oh, okay. Yeah, like he's getting this look on his face like, oh, this is, I remember this. But like, <laughs> I really had to look for that. Maybe I was imposing that on there. But I mean. I'm glad I, that you said trying to act that. That's a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what I, yeah i'll say Tala as well. yeah Tala, Tala as well i mean like that sequence in the in the like i i i got moist around the eye areas in that sequence i thought it was really well done in the hallway the hallway sequence like when the robot and it had a lot to do with well, the that robot, robot was aw- that droid was awesome too Having, i forgot like, to bring that that's, up that's the power of in in cinema of like the non-talking character like that like just the whole like it falling down in front of her was like classic saving private ryan style it felt really awesome it felt really deep and then obi-wan in the background going like Tala, i can't get to you <laughs> and then and then her her with the crying eyes and touching the droid it was fantastic i was i was really in so she's my uh secondary for sure that was a good ewan mcgregor impression i liked it thank you yeah that was good um for for recasting uh i would i would uh choose freck uh you? Freck was the uh, he was the the friendly vehicle driver that gave a lift to oh, yeah. uh, Obi Wan and, and Leia. <laughs> now in the show, he was played by uh, Zach Braff from Scrubs. <laughs> and, wow! Uh, I would totally recast him, and uh, uh, I think he should have been played by uh, uh, Big Bang Theory's Jim Parsons. Yeah. Very fair. Did you use that on a previous one? I did, yes. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> is, that, is that the new high? Um I would recast Flea. Uh, with Anthony yeah. Kiedis. I, I didn't even think of that, Frank. That's with a good one. Jay. With I Jay. Want- oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. The Jackal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I think you'd be amazing. <laughs> Uh, I will say I I would like to recast Ewan McGregor with Alec Guinness. Oh, oof! Thanks. <laughs> so so you've there's a secondary there's one. <laughs> I want to recast in all the prequels Hayden Christensen with me. I thought <laughs> I had a chance for the role of young Anakin uh, when they were ca- open casting. Calls. Did you really? Did no, you go I, in? It, no, if I I said if I if I could drop fifty pounds. 
I I could I could get this. I'm gonna go into intense acting no training. You would have six foot four. I got the I got the the Vader height. Give it to me. That's a good point. You do, but I feel like you. They just make you one of the the little padawans that gets murdered outside the. Jedi oh, I would temple. never be able to. I just yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me of that That's when funny. I was in grade uh, or last last year of high school. Um, <laughs> my recast was uh, was Leia. Um, and I went with uh, 2004's Dakota Fanning from Man on Fire. Nice. <laughs> I had that thought. I didn't know. I'm traveling. Good call. Yeah, I'll be an asshole with Dax and also recast Leia, but I honestly, it, it just needs to be another unknown. I just, I don't know who that would be, but it's somebody that maybe just isn't trying to be exactly so awesome. like that character, you know? What about um, circa 2000? Eight honey boo boo <laughs> <laughs> coupon queen. <laughs> the only episode of that I ever saw was when she for Thanksgiving and she was eating. They bought her t- two four of uh cranberry can sauce, no can- cranberry sauce can, <laughs> like the jelly, and she was eating it like jello. Ooh, Jedi juice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, 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 my top five uh, dumbest things in the show. Um, number five, having a home base that's underwater with glass walls to begin with, especially when you have a bunch of armed troopers roaming around. is is uh, I can't see out their helmets. That's right. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, well, uh, Tala not actually throwing that thermal detonator yeah. at the stormtroopers <laughs> and just deciding to hold on to it. Throw it. <laughs> but then she might live. Not, You're nitpicking my show. No, she might not. I thought of that too, actually. But then, but what if be, if you throw the grenade? Maybe you just end up horribly disfigured and with like missing half your body, and you're sitting there going ah, for the rest of your life. If hey, back to we've yeah, already back to back, back, back to back back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> back to normal tank. Nice. Um, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I would also say the. Uh, uh, Frank, you mentioned it earlier with like all the, the fake drama over the child Luke, like especially in the the end of episode five when it just focuses him on sleeping in bed. Like there is zero drama or or danger in that whatsoever because we know nothing happens to that kid unless he was of course replaced. Um, and then uh, uh, one and two both have to do with uh, Bail Organa. Like this guy. Is supposed to be like the like a key member of the the Rebel Alliance, and they spend so much time like sending messages in code and 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 you know being uh you know uh you know not in, in everybody's point of view and just kind of staying in the background all the time. And one at the end, like Obi Wan shows up on Alderaan in the ship that the Empire has been chasing for this entire time. Like he goes to Alderaan to see the the girl, uh, which is which could easily put her back in danger. Uh, but the worst thing in the show is Bail Organa sending that message to, to Obi-Wan, that recorded message talking about the children and that one of the children is on Tatooine and then like Reva finds it. Like, like there was no code and message. Like, like the rebels are supposed to be doing stuff in secret, and he basically just said in a recorded message that Vader's children, we got to protect the kids. One's on Tatooine. I'll see you there. But he <laughs> he said he in the beginning he does he does preface the message by saying I believe I'm paraphrasing, but something like 
I, I know, I know this is dangerous to say, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sending an open voicemail right now. Um, I can, Max, I, I'm with you. How dare I nitpick this show? Every movie does stuff like this. Every it's, <laughs> it's so inappropriate of me. May no, I also it's add? Not, it's not inappropriate for you to nitpick. It is, it is a little vitriolic, a little too high on the old anger meter is what I was getting at, Frankie. I forgot to bring up when Reva and Obi-Wan are like in that hangar and they're like whispering their plan to each other surrounded by stormtroopers. I hope their helmets have bad hearing too, because <laughs> apparently when she's supposed to kill him or do something there, it just, those stormtroopers wouldn't report back to Vader or anyone else. They'd just be like, okay, cool. That was weird. You were talking to that guy for a bit. What'd you guys talk about? No, just keep going. <laughs> Who's next? Frank? I'll go. Uh, number five. Even though I turned on it, I did like this lightsaber light sources. Number four, at least fooling me with an AI version of James Earl Jones voice. I thought it, it worked. Uh, number three, there are some practical effects. In episode two, they kind of do the city and kind of a cantina equivalent. I liked some of the costumes and practical effects there, although I should have replaced this one with droids. I think this show has two strong droids. Number two, Indira Varma as Tala, doing a great job and making me care about a character that has very little uh, story and screen time dedicated to them. And number one, probably same as everyone, lightsaber fights are pretty solid across the board. And I really like the cinematography of the last fight. And as Greg said, the idea of a no lightsaber versus a lightsaber with uh, Vader and Reva. That's my two stars right there. <laughs> Sean. All right. My number five. Uh, Wait, are you going to, are you going to do a theme like you did the last time? No, no theme this time. <laughs> um, this one, I'm, you guys would probably make fun of me for this. And I actually, I, I, I didn't like this the first time I saw it, but I, I ended up rewatching the episode for whatever reason. And I was kind of into it. Uh, the, maybe not the first time you meet Reva, but like early on, there's that weird like Batman-esque rooftop sequence where she's like doing all these weird spins and like parkouring across rooftops. Like the Matrix rooftop shot. I yeah. kind of like it. When it she screams one of the, more the memorable... ship at the end of that part, was it was so bad. Well, like, I'll get enough. you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> it was one of the more memorable action sequences for me. Uh, number four, I mean, we haven't really mentioned Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen. I mean, just not given a lot to do, but he's pretty good. He was decent. Uh, number three, lightsaber fights. I mean, they're they're good. Uh, number two, the Inquisitors. And I guess just in general, this time period. Like, I mean, I just like the look of the Inquisitors, the idea of this time period where Jedis are being hunted. It's pretty cool. I mean, you have to give a nod to the Inquisitors' lightsaber sword, that, like, disc. Yeah. that Like, that's pretty cool. That was cool. I like yeah. that it came from the uh, the Fallen Order game. Like that, that, that it showed that like they pulled that, even though we knew it was canon, that they actually used that in this time period in this show. So, oh, that wasn't in Clone Wars or anything like that. Those those swords, the Inquisitors. I don't know. I don't. I yes, seen the, yes, they they're, they they're in uh, in Rebels. In Rebels, yeah, I never saw Rebels. Yeah. Rebels is very good. I've heard it's very good. Yeah. And number one, Sorry, Ewan McGregor. Attaboy. Oh, Frank, I see that face you just made. Yikes. I agree. It's sad. He's one of the best things about the show. Uh, uh, Dax, what do you got? 
Um, okay, so mine are all very happy. Uh, go lucky ones. Uh, nice. Uh, Episode five is the ep- uh, the episode one Jedi Temple scene gave me the goosebumps because it immediately took me back to a place I wanted to see, which was hidden gems that I knew I was going to see in the series. Uh, for Vader being Vader in his prime, um, just getting to see him do all the things that we see a powerful Vader do and we got to see in the hallway sequence in Rogue One. So he's in his prime, just breaking necks and kicking ass, right? Being badass. Uh, three was the hallway scene with Tala, her death and the robot, a very moving, uh, probably I'd say the most emotional sequence in the whole film for me or show for me. Um, number two is Obi-Wan in the hallway at the Inquisitor facility, shaking off the quote unquote rust, holding back a thousand shards of glass. That's in Um, your top five. Oh yeah. Because I finally get to see him killing stormtroopers, and it was the first time he ignited his blade and was, was killing and deflecting bolts and stuff like that. It was, it was like a, it was like a big yay moment for me. It was all goosebumpy. Uh, final one is always the final Vader, Obi-Wan final duel, everything from the opening lines, which were the throwbacks to uh, I'll do what I must. And you will try, uh, from revenge of the Sith to Obi-Wan's tears. I thought it was awesome. I really loved how he beat him by just outsmarting him by breaking his, uh, suit, uh, and just beating him down that way. I thought it was awesome. The, uh, the rock throwing was pretty, pretty badass. It was a little, not really Obi-Wan style, but I mean, I went with it cause it is what it is. It was fun to see uh, Vader get stuff thrown at him. Cause he's constantly throwing shit at people, um, in all the movies. So, uh, yeah, so that was my number one. Okay. Okay. Okay, a short ride with stormtroopers that I already talked about that. Just a weird <laughs> moment that... So are these your bottom five? Yeah, I, I, I'm doing bottom five. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, the fire scene. I like the fire scene. I like Vader dragging uh, Obi-Wan over the fire scene, but it ends on such a wet noodle. Like, I agree. The, the, like Darth Vader is just standing there like... Ugh can't do anything here uh okay well we'll see i'll get you next time um there's a couple moments like that like it also when again the the short ride scene when they get to the end of that ride and obi-wan kills the stormtroopers and they have that laser Oh, yes. I almost yeah. brought this up when he shoots yeah. the and panel you, you and can, can just walk around. You can just walk, walk, walk right around it. <laughs> so like, bad. Which yeah. is weird yeah. because they they do that big wide overhead yes. and show that you could just they, walk they, right around it. Around you didn't have it, to yeah. cut to that. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the sloppiness that was in this. Um, you might call that nitpicking, uh, but you know you no, can do that with it. That's right? not nitpicking, Frank. That's a that's a jovial, fun look at a, at a, at a bad bit of a show. <laughs> yeah. It's just is my, my vitriol. Top, my is. top five list of jovial fun looks at bad <laughs> at scenes show. in the show. Um, <laughs> the this one is out of con- the control of the show, but this came up and it was kind of a weird thing. The the timing of the youngling scene, the the show dropped the week of the uh, Uvalde, Texas school shooting, and this show starts with a school shooting or a school killing essentially slash shooting um bad timing uh light from the lightsabers i don't dislike this but i feel like there's something about the original series where they didn't have the technology to do this and you just see these glowing beams where the color is a little 
washed out and it just something about it feels special and then when you see the fights now it just reads so obviously as led lights on sticks you know that are being used for lighting i feel like they rely on it a little too much and uh owen and brew for a number of reasons um i don't totally understand owen's uh feelings towards ben like obi-wan brought luke to them and asked the child to look after him and they're like stay away you old fuck i mean (laughs) if anything they should be like okay you you, do you feel it's appropriate for you to come and say hi to him i mean it's your call i we're just protecting him um and the whole like them getting all the guns and you know fending off off the stormtroopers or whatever the fact that Baru is played by an ex nexium member um i don't know it's just all of that stuff and i I think joel edgerton is like i like joel edgerton but the fact that again he happened to play uh uncle owen in the prequel trilogy when he was not known and they bring him back and he's in it for like two moments and it just felt really like there was something missing there i I don't know i i think overall motivations across the board are the problem with this the the writing it just everyone's motivations are questionable yeah, Tala's motivations are questionable. Obi-Wan's are questionable. Look, uh, the show stinks. <laughs> Leia's motivations for always running away from every adult, whether she's on Alderaan or not. That weird moment at the end when th- this is another thing. Like, you love it the reminds show. Me three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half is not a love. Uh, for this, it's sounded like a bit of a love. This is a lot of problems um, with the show. You felt compelled to do a bottom five list. No, the, uh, the in in Force Awakens, the, that classic flub that J.J. Abrams famously acknowledged uh, on the commentary track, where Chewbacca walks past Leia and. Leia embraces Rey instead of Chewbacca when uh, yep, yep. they come back after Han has died. That's the problem. Like there are so many um, balls in the air in in regards to like characters, their backstories, canon, plot, so on and so forth. That I feel like it's it's like the cart leading the horse a little bit in some cases. So for example, when Leia, little kid Leia in that last scene has the holster on her and you know it's supposed to be like okay she's a powerful young woman who's going to lead this rebellion and she's not you know she wants to be a part of the the team or whatever i just find it weird that a, a like her mother adopted adoptive mother walks in and says she loves that her little kid is putting a holster on her body isn't that kind of weird very weird 
like it's also, in service it's in service awesome. of, it's great. of leia's character <laughs> in from what we know about leia but it's a complete disservice to the two characters in that scene in that moment it makes no sense i mean, I mean they, really they you're also, gonna be like they kind of recreate the chewbacca moment in this show when obi-wan arrives on at the end he doesn't go to leia he goes to uh, I can't even remember who he goes to. Bale, maybe. Well, like, I, I think if, they, if, if the whole thing is like, a joke. oh, I, I really love Leia now. I, 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 she's helped me re find who I am in a way completely uh, inferior to Crease uh, and on fire. But I'm gonna go to Bale. <laughs> no, it, it. They play it for a joke, Frank, because he he gets off and she goes for Lola. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Jay has a point. It's actually written into the, the fabulous script in that meaning. Yeah. Like that doesn't control what Obi-Wan's allowed to do. Well, I'm he talking makes, who he should be going he to. He makes a joke and he goes, Oh, I thought you should have her back or whatever he says. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's kind of like, oh, I guess I'm chopped liver. <laughs> hello <laughs> there. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> I didn't even notice the hello there. Everyone I mean, in the Discord was saying the hello there. Frank's going to hate the hello there. <laughs> Frankie didn't know the hello didn't there. Notice. <laughs> Yikes. The, the other weird thing with the holster, though, is like you feel like the whole reason she's putting it on and maybe why they're okay with it is because Obi-Wan gave it to her. He, he, she's about to see him again, but he doesn't even acknowledge it. He's not even like, oh, I see you wearing the cool holster. I gave you. <laughs> like, it's like, who cares? Like, nobody. Uh, it's weird. All right. Uh, I think that about uh, uh, wraps it up. Uh, I actually did get uh, a couple of questions from some of our uh, listeners, and I I'm pretty sure it's uh, uh, Frank and a bunch of fake Twitter accounts, because <laughs> one of the questions is, why isn't it good? And the other one is, why do I watch an episode and not feel compelled to even watch another one? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds See, about that, right. Th that's yeah. the thing. I felt compelled to keep watching. As did I. I'll forever be hey. compelled to watch Star Wars shit. The force, um, comp the force compels me. I do have a, a question here from Edward. Um, where do you see the Reva sto story going? Like, do you think they'll uh, bring her back for season two, or what do you think they're going to do with that character? I think didn't they already say they're doing a Reva spinoff? Well, I didn't know that, but probably. I think it's I just called Reva. I want a Lola spinoff. It stars Reva McIntyre. Okay, it hasn't been announced. It's sort of like a rumor, so who knows? Yeah. And uh, uh, one other question is, uh, do you think they really need a, uh, a second season? Uh, this person, uh, Stephen, said that uh, he thought the show ended nearly perfectly. How do you feel about that, Frank? Do you think it ended perfectly? I mean, maybe it ended perfectly in terms of having ultimately zero consequence in the world. <laughs> yes. And like we said, like bridging a gap between existing in this weird gap. If anything, I feel like the second season, this would be Obi-Wan finding like he needs to use his Jedi stuff again and going off like Mando style and doing a series of missions where he helps people. And it's kind of separate from Star Wars is where I could see it going. I think season definitely two doesn't need it. We don't need it. That I can say for sure. <laughs> I think season two, Luke gets kidnapped. He's got to rescue Luke. There'll be a, actually, there'll be an Obi-Wan Mando crossover for sure. Well, I, well, let's no, they can't because Mando can't? happens after uh, Kenobi has been long dead. Is it? 
Yeah, Mandalorian after, happens after Jedi. It's after Jedi, yeah. Oh, it's after Jedi? Okay. It's yeah. in between that and the new movies, I believe. I think they're well, going to Maybe there would be a child Mandalorian in there somewhere. Could be. Well, no, I think uh, for uh, Obi-Wan, they'll oh, pair just... him with a uh, baby Ewok. <laughs> because everybody loves the baby characters. We already had baby Yoda, so now he's got a but, but Mando, baby Ewok. Like, like, how long is... Like... How does Boba Fett get out of the Sarlacc pit? Like he, dude, you're stressing me out. I know you guys got to be out of there by nine. Yeah, I, Obi Wan's dead. Obi Wan's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you're stressing me out. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I, fuck it. I'm so sick of Star Wars. Uh, you can follow us on uh, TV Junk Podcast at uh, gmail.com, and of course, or that's where you email us. And you can follow us on Twitter at uh, TV Junk Podcast. Uh, Sean, where can people find you on Twitter? Social media. Uh, at film junk on twitter dax daxgordine.com jay uh, jay chill on twitter and jay wesley chill on instagram frank on social media at all yet nowhere no <laughs> you're even off the gram no just don't give it out oh wow. he's very secretive i, I still don't know I, I know you follow me <laughs> 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 And it wouldn't be a junk episode if that song was not played. <laughs> I know you follow me, Frank, but I still have no idea which one you are. But that's all right. I, I like the secrecy. You should know who it is. Oh, <laughs> okay. I suppose not I'll obscure. have to take a second look. <laughs> uh, thanks for checking out the show. We'll be back with uh, episode seven for Ms. Marvel, Dax. I'll, uh, uh, we'll figure Sounds out good. a date and we'll get everybody together again and uh, do another Marvel show. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for coming on to the show, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, you can watch Mr. Rogers. Hey, you can watch Three Company. And you can turn on Fame or the Newlywed Game or the Adams Family. Say, you can watch Barney Miller. And you can watch your MTV. And you can watch till your eyes fall out of your head. That'll be okay with me. And you can watch. Uh,